Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Josh Carr Show. Now everyone, today we will be talking about Israel. Of course, that is the news on everyone's mind. But I want to talk about it a little bit differently than most people because I, as I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later, I thought to myself, what can I really add to what has been said because there are some really fantastic political commentators who have already spoken on the subject. And today I'll be taking a little bit of a different course. But in connection with Israel, I want to announce the title sponsor of this podcast, which is Gulag America. In connection with Gulag America, I'm going to have it pop up right here. I am, I, I've started a new program with them where I do have Josh Carr shirts, hoodies, and long sleeve shirts. They're really great. They're super high quality. I have one coming in the mail next week, so I'll be wearing it. But the reason why I brought this up in connection with Israel is this week, if you go and buy one of the new Josh Carr shirt uh, merch, uh, the shirts, excuse me, or the hoodies or the long shirts, um, any of the merch, you I will be donating half the profits with Gulag America towards causes towards Israel specifically with helping them uh, with medical support. So again, for the from this time to the end of the week, if you check out Gulag America and you specifically buy a Josh Carr merch um, in any form, I will donate again half the profits to uh, a medical charity helping Israel. Uh, again, if you use my code Josh Carr 10, you will get 10% off at Gulag America. If you don't like the Josh Carr stuff, I feel sad inside, but Go check out their other stuff. It's really fantastic too. The code JoshCar10 will work for any of their stuff. Again, that's at gulagamerica.com. Now talking about Israel. This week I really I, I really grappled with what I was going to talk about. And I was like, you know what? So much has been said about Israel. Do we need a break from this? Do we need to talk about something else? And so I, I sat and I thought for a long time, what is something that I can add to this conversation? And the best thing that I feel, I guess I should say first, before I, I say what I feel like I what I can add and what I'm going to talk about today, is if you look at Ben Shapiro's new videos specifically, they are a fantastic commentary on what's going on. He shows a lot of footage that is frankly some of the most graphic footage that I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I have a bit of a hoarse <clears throat> throat today, so I'm going to be drinking water a little bit. But it shows some of the most graphic content imaginable, but it's a really fantastic look at what's going on in Gaza as well as Israel. So I encourage everyone to go check that out. I won't be breaking down what's going on in Israel in the same way that he has because he's already done it. And so I don't need to do it too. But I want to show a clip in a second that really is it kind of lays the foundation for what I want to talk about in this podcast. Um, this video impacted me more than the rest. And it's interesting because it was not the most graphic video. Some of the videos that Ben Shapiro showed as well as other people, um, they come directly from Hamas. This is something that's very unique. Obviously, I, I wouldn't consider myself a journalist, but I do value good citizen journalism especially and this is not usually we get these videos from journalists but this is very different this was from the perpetrators because Hamas is trying to spread this terror and oftentimes when we see this stuff we want to turn away but I think it's very important to look um, because it shows and gives us a reaction for what is going on and I think sometimes in these conversations we try to take too far of a step back we try to tell ourselves you know, we want to keep our logical wits about us. And if we get too tied up in the emotions of it all, we may not be thinking logically. And 
the more and more I thought about this issue, I the more and more I disagree with that stance. And the more and more I believe that emotions are important and that the emotional reactions we get from seeing dead babies, seeing families slaughtered in their homes is natural and it should inform our politics. And so I will not be showing uh, most of those videos today. I'll just be showing one video um, because they've already been shown in other places and I don't see the need to, but I do encourage you to not look away, to watch because it will give you an emotional reaction that I believe is very important. And it will give you an idea of truly what's going on, not just in Israel and in Gaza, honestly, but in the whole world outside of the West um, and even sometimes in the West. But the reason why I'm showing you this video, this video is not of the babies. The video is not of dead people. You will not see any dead bodies in this video. And so, and if there are kids watching, I would probably encourage them to look away um, for just this part of the show today. The video I'm going to show was the video that impacted me the most. It is, again, it has no dead bodies in it, but it is a clip of the music festival that went down. Um, and I, again, I give you this warning, not so you'll turn away. I want you to watch it, but just so that you can understand that evil exists in the world. And as we'll talk about later, this evil comes directly from Satan himself. Uh, this is not animalistic. This is not monstrous. This is a fallen human world which we live in. So with that, let's play the video. So if you felt like that video was hard to watch, it should be. Um, Hamas doesn't think like we do. Like we couldn't, it's so hard for us to watch that video, let alone thinking about being there, being a bystander of it, or even worse, being the actual person doing it. That is like crazy business to us. Hamas does not think like we do. They lack our Judeo-Christian roots. This is why religion is so important, but correct religion. Because these people were also motivated largely by religion. The point of this video and the reason why it's different from the rest is that the burned babies in cars were dead. The videos of people slaughtered in their homes, piles and piles of bodies, they were dead. And I can confidently say and know that these people are in a better place. That these people are, it's over, essentially. The conflict is over for them. The reason why this video impacted me so intensely was because this girl specifically, and there were many girls like this, but just talking about this girl specifically, this girl's story is not over. At least in, in some ways, I almost pray that it is. It could be over for her. We don't know. But that lack of knowledge is what is so terrifying to me and is elicit, it's elicited a reaction and a desire to talk about it that I didn't have before. You can see in the video, for those of you who weren't able to watch it, I did cut the, the audio out of it um, because the audio was, uh, it didn't serve the, the purpose that I wanted to and there were some other people talking over it. But this girl had her wrists slit open and was being, and she, and she was bleeding through her clothes, presumably because she had been raped so many times that, and then she was being loaded into a car to be taken back to Gaza. The reason why it's different than the rest is because she's still alive 
and she's being taken back to a place that she doesn't know about after being raped. For those people who maybe don't feel as tied to this issue, the question that goes through my mind is, what if this had been my wife, my sisters, my mother, It's one thing to know that a family member has passed away, but it's another to have no idea where they've gone, for them to be violated in the worst way possible and to literally be shipped off to the enemy headquarters. And so what I want to do, and, and this is kind of the big lead up into what I'm talking about in today's podcast, is I want to contextualize for the United States what this would look like for us. And I do this in a, I really want to do this in an honest way. Um, I am pro-Israel unapologetically. But I understand that there are Palestinians also that are being taken advantage of Hamas. And so I, I, will, I will address that as well. I don't believe that this is a two-sided issue. I believe it's more of a three. You've got Palestinians, Israelis, and Hamas. And as I will point, I want to point this out at the beginning of the podcast, about 58, they, they estimate that about 58 to 60% of Palestinians support Hamas. So all of those Palestinians are complicit in this, these actions as well. However, I do want to recognize there are about 40% that are, in my opinion, innocent and their blood is on Hamas's hands, as we'll talk about. So contextualizing this for the United States, the distance between Jerusalem and Gaza, by the way, no one in Jerusalem has died, but Jerusalem is kind of the center. It's the capital. Uh, I, have, I personally know people who are in Jerusalem right now. The distance from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is where Hamas is, is 76 kilometers. Okay, maybe like 40, 45 miles. Just to give you some context on what that looks like for the United States. That's basically, so I'll give you a West Coast and an East Coast version because I assume this isn't going to mean the same for everyone. For the East Coast, that's essentially the distance. And again, these are rough estimates, but this is essentially the distance between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Okay, very close, very close. Now, okay, if, is there, if there's traffic, it might not feel as close, but they're close in distance. For my West Coast people, shout out to you. This is about the distance from Oceanside to San Diego, which oftentimes when we talk about San Diego on the West Coast, like Oceanside is literally, they're one and the same. They're not even different. So imagine for a moment that you live in Baltimore or Oceanside and you have family who live in DC or San Diego, just down the road, you visit them all the time and they've been bombed and 1,200 of them have been killed, and you don't know where your family lies within them. A terrorist organization has essentially, in, they, they live there, and they've invaded just a little bit north of San Diego, and just a little bit north of D.C. where your family lives, and killed people. Your city, by the way, and, and this is the part that really gets to me, your city, either Baltimore, where you live, or Oceanside, provides the water and electricity to this place, okay? Because there are millions of people that live there, just like in real life, there are million pe millions of people in the San Diego area and in the DC area. But the terrorist organization has come from those cities and the majority of the people, they run the government there. Not only are they from that city, but they run the city there. The majority of the people there support those people and they have now come and murdered at least 1,200 and, and injured and raped thousands more. So the question is, you provide the water and electricity for them. Do you keep the water and electricity on? I have a really hard time, again, in our personal context, 
any one of us saying, yeah, let's leave the water and electricity on for the terrorists who come killed us. Now, someone might say to you, what about those who are suffering there? Like the 40% who don't support Hamas, what about those people? Here's the question. Is there suffering on you or is it on Hamas? Do you have a responsibility to retaliate and strike down the force that murdered your family? Or do you just stand by and let it happen? And so my answer is yes, you have the responsibility to retaliate, to fight back, to fight tyranny, terrorism. And what Hamas does and what those people do in response to Hamas is their choice. And the blood is on Hamas's hands if there are innocent lives killed. If those terrorists in D.C. or San Diego hide behind civilians, they launch missiles from hospitals, and after warning, you've gone in, you're warning civilians, hey, we're about to strike this place, either through noises, through sirens, through bombs that are meant to make a loud sound but not kill anyone. After you've done that, do you respond? Can, can you, in good conscience, go and bomb D.C. and San Diego? Yes. Yes, you can. And if there are civilians who die, why? Because they were warned and Hamas wouldn't let them leave? Whose blood is that on? Is it on yours or is it on the terrorists? It's on the terrorists. You cannot, you cannot in Baltimore or Oceanside, have your family be killed, have your borders breached, and then say, okay, we're going to keep the electricity and the, the gas and the water on for those people and we will not retaliate in any way. If our families were in that situation, we would have the moral obligation to defend them immediately, strike back to the enemy. If we were, I mean, again, 45 minutes away, 45 miles, excuse me, 45 miles away, but 45 miles is 45 minutes away. I mean, less than one hour away. If they were kidnapping, say, say the cartel somehow took over San Diego, if the cartel took over San Diego and pushed north and started killing people, you betcha, they would have hell to pay. America would strike them hard and fast. And if they have Americans hostage, it would probably not matter. We'd probably do our best to let them go. But if they continue to kill and kill and kill and rape, there would probably be collateral. And that would not be on the American military. That would be on the Mexican cartel. Let me be clear. This is the thing that has killed me the most. I heard this, I heard this at my university. I heard people say the words, there are good people on both sides. No, there are not. And I, I'm preaching to the choir. You all know this. There are not good people in Hamas. If you're in a group that murdered 1,200 people, including 40 babies at least, massacring people who were not military, there are no good people on your side. You are not on the right side. There are good people on the Israel side. All Palestinian blood... Again, all Palestinian blood is on the hands of Hamas. None of it is on Israel. Israel has the responsibility to fight back. Why? Because Israel drops messages to warn civilians. Because Hamas launches missiles from playgrounds. They use Palestinians as human shields. They use Their headquarters is under a hospital. That's on Hamas. Hamas has intentionally done that. And Palestinians are fully aware of it. And whether or not they have the choice to leave or not, it's on Hamas. It's not on Israel. Egypt, as well, this is a little bit more of a nuanced 
view of this, but I believe Egypt also has blood on their hands. They have personally partnered with Hamas. This is the thing. People talk about how, why won't the, the rest of the Arab world take on Palestinian refugees? And that's a legitimate question. But the reason why is because the rest of the Arab world does not care for Palestinians. They care for Hamas and they care for power. I mean, the Hamas leaders themselves feel this way. Hamas leaders were in Qatar in business suits praying to Allah while their men were all murdered and killed by Israeli forces and they didn't give a crap. They don't care for people. These are literal evil satanic beings, pieces of crap. And Egypt is the same way. They don't care about Palestinians. For that reason, they're not allowing a corridor through. You may have heard this. Palestinians have nowhere to go. Those who do not support Hamas and don't want to stay, they have nowhere to go. The reason why is because Hamas and Egypt have made a deal that they do not want Palestinians leaving because that would hurt the cause of Hamas. This is not speculation, by the way. They've literally said, I, this was literally in an article posted, this was an Egyptian leader. They said, Palestinians must, quote, remain on their land because their removal from Gaza would bring the elimination of the Palestinian cause. Essentially, they're saying like, yeah, like, I don't care if you want to leave. There's like this bigger cause at work. Um, there's this like duty you have to your God and therefore you got to stay there and get bombed and die. And not bombed and died because Israel is evil. It's because they are literally at war. They're being attacked. They must attack back. So no, Israel is not to blame. All of us would do the exact same thing if our sister, mother, wife had, with bleeding wrists, been loaded into a van and taken off to Gaza, or in this case, Washington, D.C. or San Diego, to be raped repeatedly and eventually tortured and murdered. Here's the thing. This hypothetical I've given you is... Is not as hypothetical. The war is here in the United States. And the reason why is because Hamas leaders told Palestinians to exercise a day of rage. If you haven't heard, today on October 13th, this is the reason why I'm talking about it today, is a day of rage for all Palestinians. Hamas leaders have told them to actively commit terrorism. It's called a day of rage. And no doubt we'll see terror attacks across the world today. Hateful riots, protests, um, that are anti-Semitic, yes, but also, but even more, more than anti-Semitic, anti-American, anti-anyone that opposes the murder of Israelis and Jews across the world. And so that's what we're in for today. We have the responsibility as Americans and anyone else who's watching today to fight back against this evil. Again, that's why I've partnered with Gulag America, and that's why I will personally be donating those profits if you check that out. Um, one last point on this. I say this because Hamas is evil. A point that Ben Shapiro brought up that is so correct is that sometimes we get in the habit of saying that these bad terrorist groups are monstrous or they are animals, but that is not true because animals don't act this way. Animals kill when they're hungry. They do not mutilate bodies. They do not go after specifically the young. They don't specifically rape. Animals are way better than that. They're not monstrous because monsters don't exist. They're evil. They're satanic. The doctrine that they follow, and I'm not even talking about Islam, but I'm talking about their doctrine is from Satan. And so that's what we're up against here. We're up against Satan and his angels. 
And we have to have good people that will stand up against them and fight against tyranny, fight against evil, um, and fight against Hamas here in the United States and there in Israel. That is the message of today. Thank you so much for watching this episode of The Josh Carr Show. I know it's a little bit heavy. Please comment down below what you thought, as well as like and subscribe if you got a little bit of value out of today's video. Thanks, guys.